0: episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. All right, Reid, last month we did a segment with Dr. Mark Westfall, a whole show, in fact, on the brain and addiction, and it got so much feedback. We had so many emails about it that we decided to do two things. One, start a podcast right uh dr westfall is going to have now a podcast where you can go back and listen to all these segments and more that he's doing even away from the show and we decided to kind of revisit this for one more month because people were so interested in it and uh wanted to have you know their friends and family listen as well so we're gonna do that uh and here's dr mark westfall joining us once again because there's there's a lot you can talk about with the brain and addiction right uh
1: there is and thanks for having me back guys absolutely uh, good to see you again. it's our pleasure
2: and did we settle on the name i was hoping we were going to go with riding the coattails of dr mark westfall <laughs> that's what you <laughs> and that i the podcast? that's
0: what you and i were hoping it was going to be called uh, right. it's going to be let's think on
2: it oh uh, that's right oh yeah okay and
0: that's people right. can find yeah. it now it's on that's itunes right. it's very easy to find i found it today right. um it's easy to listen to also the segments are commercial free and just like around 10 minutes long each one eight yeah. to 12 minutes yeah. and you just listen you know one after the other.
2: So. so let's think on it with Reed Locherme and <laughs> Dr. Mark Westfall right. and Will. And, and then <laughs> good the other one. guy. Good. I like it. It's yeah. <laughs> good. Uh,
0: and since we did this, you know, the brain of addiction last month, I've heard so many other things and so many new things. And uh, NPR did some really great stories. Um, it's just I don't know. It just seems like now I'm I'm hearing about it everywhere. It's so I'm glad it's primed your brain, brain to kind of hear stuff. What no. you mean, anything in particular jump out? Uh, heroin, for the most part, uh, you know. And now the fact that you can get the antidote uh, at a lot of places, CVS, going to be carrying without a prescription, you can get the heroin antidote. Uh, you know, we went to Body Worlds, which is. An exhibit that's happening now if you're listening to this in 2016 the, the spring of 2016 um uh, exhibit that's happening happening at mcwayne center it's amazing it's, of course uh bodies real bodies mm-hmm. and you go through <laughs> and, you, and you look at the different parts of the body and how different things affect everything and addiction is a big part of that and then we actually had mcwayne center on they brought a real human brain we got to hold a human brain and it, it was it, wow crazy it was yeah. really amazing. It yeah. really was. It was the first human brain. I mean... It's pretty wild to see, isn't it? No. It really is, yeah. yeah and that, really that brain was much heavier than it I... It is very dense. Uh, yeah. Very heavy. Anticipated. I think that yeah. was the craziest thing about it. Hmm. Um, so anyway,
1: I'm glad we're talking about this again. Um, what are we going to be doing tonight? Well, I thought we'd start with just a kind of a overview of what we did last time. Just okay. briefly for those that didn't catch last month. You can certainly go hear it uh, on the podcast. Let's think on it, as Will already said. So, But just to kind of review that briefly and then talk about some of the criteria for what is a substance use disorder, and then I've got two guests coming tonight. Uh, So I'm excited to have these guys. I've got Doug White from The Foundry and Greg Snodgrass from uh, University of Alabama Collegiate Recovery Center. Uh, So I'm really excited to get to those. But I thought we'd just start with kind of an overview of of what we briefly talked about last time. Um, You know, there were three systems we talked about in everybody's brain, and I think that's the point I really want to keep coming back to is everybody – everybody's brain has the same systems right at work it's just that there's sometimes some dysregulation and that's true for a lot of parts of the body i mean i tell people all the time you know it's kind of like having diabetes i mean everybody has a pancreas that's supposed to regulate your sugar levels. it's very complicated but it you know the pancreas does that yeah. but some people's pancreas has a difficult time doing that and when it has too difficult a time we call it diabetes but you don't go from Normal to diabetes overnight. It's a graduated change, and there's a number that we give to it when you've tipped the balance. Right. Uh, but it's a regulatory problem. Same thing with a lot of things in the brain when it comes to to mood or anxiety or certain things. Addiction is the same way. We all have this addiction process in our brain that works in a typical fashion for all of us. So we talked last time. You know if. If we didn't have it, we wouldn't survive. It's the thing mm-hmm. that makes us want to eat. Um, uh, it's the thing that makes us want to nurture each other because it feels good. It stimulates the reward system. We do it again. So we all have the potential to have this addiction. We're all kind of the brains built on addiction. But when it becomes dysregulated is when it starts causing people some life problems. And uh, we you know, call them an addict, so to speak. I say we. I mean the collective right. society we in psychiatry we're now calling it a substance use disorder, and I mentioned last time you could have a put anything in that first word, a blank use disorder. Right. It doesn't have to be a substance. It could be sexuality. Right. It could gambling. Be, could be gambling. Right. It could be food. You have a usage disorder um, because the typical regulatory system is dysregulated and you're using it to a degree that it becomes harmful, Right. that's when people present for treatment is when it's becoming harmful to them. Yeah. Is that kind of an overview? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think yeah. that's a great overview
2: yeah. of what we did. And it, you, were you going to say with the three systems? So, yeah, we, the three yeah. systems.
1: Okay, so there's th- the dopamine reward system is one, uh, and these systems are, are biological circuitry that have a lot of overlap with right. other parts of the brain. So they're not little, like, unique little... Capsules in the brain that, you know, if we could go in there and fix it, it's very complicated, but we conceptually put them in three um, categories. So the dopamine reward system uh, is that when you do something, you feel pleasure and you want to do it again.
2: That's just purely a chemical thing that happens in neurotransmitters and feeling good. Exactly.
1: Neurotransmitters, we've talked about before, is the chemicals that neurons talk to each other with. Mm -hmm. And dopamine is one of those, it's just a language tool. Right. And so, um, you know, when when the rat um, is going down the maze and finds the cheese and and eats the cheese, uh, the brain says, "Hey, that was good," and gives it a little dopamine, makes it remember how it got there. Mm-hmm. It was so pleasurable. It says, "You need to remember this path because the the end was a positive reward." Right. And so it sears our memories in place a little better because there was a were cheese at the end. If it went to a to the um, uh, to a maze and just came to a, a blind end and wasn't any cheese. You wouldn't remember it, and you don't need to remember it because it didn't get you anywhere. Right. So you probably didn't get much dopamine released because there was no pleasure, so you're not going to do it again. No. So, again, that's the that's kind of the, the system that can be unregulated. So dopamine reward system is one system. The emotional regulatory system, there's a lot of emotional mm. dysregulation in some people who have substance problems. And then an impulse control system. That's the third one. That's the third one. That's so right. Any portion of those three um, can be dysregulated, and in some people with addiction problems, it's more of one area than the other, um, but typically has some component of all three. Yeah, it
0: seems like it'd be unusual for someone to have a level playing field between all three. Oh, no, totally, mean, it is unusual. Most okay. of
1: us struggle at some point with having some, you know, we have to balance things in life, right? You know, yeah. I mean, we get too busy in our work and and don't tend to our family or we don't enjoy our free time because we've now gotten to do something over and over again that we uh you know is bringing us some reward but actually isn't really healthy for us we all work on balance constantly it doesn't have to be over the top kind of needing to be in the hospital kind of dysregulation it can just be everyday balance so so for the most part, humans are not just kind of perfectly balanced between the three. Exactly. Okay. We all struggle with that.
2: And it does raise that very interesting question of how you define the tipping point. At what point is it just, hey, that's a, that's normal versus, hey, that, like that's a habit versus, uh-oh, this is a problem.
1: That is – you're exactly right. And, right. and that's, I think, where sometimes people get too categorical in saying, oh, I don't have the problem because, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, in jail with my substance problem but you're exactly right when is it when does it need to be addressed you know in psychiatry we use the um approach of is it impairing their personal life their work life uh, or their uh, you know professional life or their happy general happiness i mean is it affecting those three areas
2: and people evaluate that differently Uh, the person who is the addict if we're going to use that term often doesn't see that the same way that maybe their loved ones do or their boss does that's very interesting that's exactly
1: right so Mm -hmm. one one of the approaches in treating someone who has a um a usage disorder um is a technique called motivational interviewing and essentially what that is is um instead of telling them what you think is going on that's wrong with them it's interviewing them and helping because typically what will happen is once you start helping them explore their life they'll point out things that uh, they wish they had done or they things that they want to achieve they may not have made the connection that the substances or whatever usage problem didn't get them there no but they will kind of spell that out before you if you just inquire as to where they want to go in life and how life's going for them and then you help them connect the dots.
2: Just like a Socratic method for getting them to realize, and that way they don't feel defensive because you're not talking down to them about their... Precise. That's interesting. Yep. You know. Yeah, yeah,
1: hmm. and it's really... Uh, that's kind of the... the uh, psychiatry tries to kind of... Um, Standardize an approach so we can say okay this is what you need to do to treat xyz so they come up with this model and they give it a name like in this case it's motivational interviewing right i mean it's really very basic it's like you said it's just trying to not talk down to them and really help them begin to see their own conflicts of where they want to go and the behaviors are currently doing Yeah. but there is a style to the way you form the question that can sure. help pull it out a little bit some people are just naturally good at it i uh you know the techniques been talked about for a few years. But when I read it, I said, you know, I was already doing some of that. Right. But now that I have a framework, I'm going to do it a little bit more intentionally. Yeah. And you, hmm. you get a different result. So interesting, pretty cool.
0: I'm trying to go back and listen. or uh, and sorry, look through Twitter here and find, because I know so many people tweeted last month and asked questions. So I'm going to find those at some point before this night's over. Okay. We'll answer awesome. some of those. No. And don't forget, right. you can uh, tweet at the show at Lockamy Brothers, and we will see that as soon as we can and, and respond to that on a future podcast or hopefully live on the air. Okay.
1: So let me, uh, before I think we've got a break coming up soon, or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think okay. we're good. Yeah, yeah we're good. Let me, uh, let me go over something that um, uh, this is the diagnostic criteria. You're kind of asking, how do you know? Sure. We're so going to get now the criteria for a usage disorder, and this okay. is specifically for substance use. Um, so some of these criteria are specific for substances like no Now, is this a section. DSM sort this of is thing? A, yes, okay, DSM is the okay. Diagnostic and Statistical right. Manual of of uh, essentially psychiatric disorders. So this is kind of the official stuff. So this is that, the official okay. list right. of uh, if you have enough of these and you have a usage disorder textbook of substances, usage textbook disorder. diagnosis. Gotcha. So there's um, eleven criteria. Okay. And. We uh, rank the usage disorder from mild, moderate to severe based on the number of criteria you have. Okay. Okay. So it's a kind of cookbook recipe. You know, it it helps people know that we're talking about the same thing when we're doing research studies and such. Right. Um, But I'm just going to go through this and you can enter a substance in your mind or enter um, uh, as far as use disorder. Think of this in terms of maybe uh, you could even look at this as eating donuts. Okay. Okay. So number one. Do you consume in larger amounts or for a longer duration than you intended? Oh, that's an interesting question. Or substances. Oh, I see.
2: Okay. Yeah. So like you set out thinking, oh, I'm just going to have one donut, but then you wind up having three. Exactly. And you find yourself thinking, oh.
1: Yeah. And you keep doing that. Man, I keep thinking. Right. I was only going to have two. God, it's that popcorn. It's so that like popcorn
0: a, that they make now that's supposed to be like not that bad for you. It's like, oh, only this many calories. No, I'm God. careful
2: about that. When I go to the movies, I only eat one large tub of popcorn. I'm very <laughs> – I say that's it. One. You know, there's a great story supposedly about Bear Bryant going to a – uh, you know, recruitment sort of deal, um, and having like two very large bourbon drinks, and someone saying, "Would you like another drink?" Coach, and him saying, "No, no, no, I only ever have two. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> precisely. And that's right. you know the,
1: the great advice on how to ask someone yeah. how many, how much they've had of uh, of, of anything. Quantify it. Right. I only had two. Yeah, it's always so, two. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's number one. Okay. We all can identify that. Sure. Number two, a persistent desire, or unsuccessful efforts to cut down or control usage. Mm. Okay. Okay. So
2: that kind of goes along with number one there a little bit. You want to cut down, but you can't. Right. You would
1: like to, but you can't. Okay. Um, Number three, a great deal of time spent in activities necessary to obtain the substance. Like sitting Uh at
2: Dunkin' Donuts waiting for it to open. Exactly. For 30 minutes. Right. Circling
1: the block four times when you could have been doing something else. Okay. Mhm. Interesting uh-huh. like
2: an opportunity cost associated yeah. with whatever yeah. or, this activity.
1: Is. Or, you know, if you're getting ready to go someplace and you um, don't know if they're going to have donuts where you're going, you pack your own donuts. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Make sure well, I don't know if they're going I don't know they'll be serving so I'm going to take my own donuts.
2: That's an interesting. Okay. Yeah. Got I it. See.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um, craving or a strong desire to use. Well, it's
2: donuts, doctor. Dunkin' I mean, Donuts, yeah, right? Okay. I mean, when,
1: the, when the sign's flashing, I say through Krispy Kreme, when they're yeah. hot and ready. Oh, I, I mean, that's kind
2: of normal, right? That's
1: Precisely. Okay. <laughs> All right. Failure to fulfill major obligations at work, school, or home. So if you're supposed to be making yeah. a call um, as a police officer, but you're at the Dunkin' Donuts shop, and you right. fail to make the call because you stay at the donut shop too long, or you sorry, may I have couldn't a beat your recital, So You may have a donut usage disorder. Right. I'm sorry, say what now?
2: Sorry, I couldn't beat your recital. I had seven donuts. Right. That sort of thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. These sound like they're getting worse as we go through the list. Are is they not? It, or is it just coincidence? Um,
2: maybe? maybe just it's...
1: No, uh, no, But That's a good observation. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, the next is con- continued use despite social or interpersonal problems. Okay, so one which works go home. This is... Um, you didn't fulfill major obligations. This is continued use despite some social or interpersonal problems.
2: It does kind of sound like these are getting, like, kind of escalating. Yeah. Because at first it was so sort of like, oh, yeah, I get that. Like, you want to eat less, but you don't. But now all of a sudden you're talking about
1: problems.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So this is where so your family's telling you, like, like saying,
1: hey, you know what? You're eating a little too many donuts at the table. You didn't leave anybody for anybody else. And you're still eating them anyway. And you're still eating them anyway. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Interesting.
1: Um, or they're saying, you know um, – this donut thing is starting, starting to come between you and me in a marriage, yeah. and I wish you wouldn't eat so many donuts. And you're thinking, hmm, maybe, right? but then you go out and eat some more donuts. This is when people Even start saying,
2: donut, eat another
1: donut. Donut, right. eat another donut. <laughs> but right. you do it anyway. But you do it anyway. you, do it anyway. you can't help it. Do not so tell donut, tell me what to you do. Donut disorder right. in the making. Okay. All right, so then we've got... Uh, recurrent use in physically hazardous situations, like dunking and driving. Oh
2: yeah, okay. Okay. Or like going to like back alleys to buy your donuts and things exactly. of that nature, right?
0: where you don't know what the ingredients are in that donut. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Where did it come from?
1: Interesting. I'm going to eat it anyway. Uh-huh. I found it in the trash, but I want it. It's a good donut. It's got ants all it's over it. It's not a clean donut, no. but I'm going to eat it anyway.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: Why? Wow. Right. Um. Continued use despite physical, psychological problems caused by the use. Right. So I'm getting fat.
2: Obese and, yeah.
1: My heart's clogging up. Your doctor's I'm told still you. still going to eat the donut. Right. Sugar right. high. Sugar high.
2: What number was that? Nine. No, we're, wow, we got two more. Yeah. Oh, geez.
1: Developing tolerance. Oh. Meaning this is kind of more specific for substances now. Yeah. Um, increase amounts needed to get the same effect, or a decrease effect with this if you're using the same amount, right. same kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, and then the last one is when you don't get your donut, do you go into donut withdrawals? Mm. True physical withdrawals from the donut. The people. DTS, people the donut trimmings. Exactly, mm. donut trimmings. Yeah. Huh. So two. Or three of those and you have a mild usage disorder interesting it doesn't take it doesn't, matter which, three it, I mean, it doesn't matter which three i mean although we two or three well we those. would
2: kind of assume they'd be probably lower Typically, on the scale
1: it would be okay the, yes yeah um four to five is moderate usage disorder no and six plus is a severe yeah. disorder how about that so
0: Um, You know, last month when we talked to the recovering addict that was here, I did have so many more questions and a lot of them were, I just don't understand what certain drugs do and what are related. You hear all these different names uh, for different things. Last week we talked on the show, I had a small outpatient procedure and so I had Valium with the procedure, which was the first time I'd had that. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, I know what that feels like now. Um, And then I man, I can't stand taking pain medicine. But after a couple of days, so I got it, but I didn't take it. But then after a couple of days, I did have some effects where I was like, you know what, I have nothing to do this morning. I'm going to take one just to kind of whatever. And then I felt like what that felt like was oxycodone. So anyway, so I don't know what those relate to when you think of like a street drug that someone is addicted to.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know the answer to that? So Valium is a what we call a benzodiazepine. It's a category of medicines um, that work on the GABA, G-A-B-A receptor. Exact same receptor that alcohol binds on. Hmm. It works differently on the receptors. It's very complicated, but same receptor system. So Xanax, Ativan, Clonopin, Valium, all the same thing. It was a happy feeling, I'll tell you that. Well, it was it, one of those, it was like, oh, this is... Yeah, kind of like felt no. a beer
0: or two. I guess so. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was kind of, I felt a little bit funny, a little happy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 He and wasn't then, funny. He just felt funny. That's <laughs> a... Is yeah. that frequently this case? That's <laughs> why we have linking <laughs> verbs, not just the to be verb, that, right? Yeah. So was, that was a normal that's thing. Right. Okay, <laughs>
0: yeah. And then the uh, the oxycodone, the the right. pain pill, is something that again I don't enjoy. I don't like that feeling. That's mm. more of almost a dizzy kind of whatever. It does take away the pain, but so, so that so really that's amazing?
1: an opioid. So um, that's like the heroin. So that's the same category you know. as heroin, right? right? Opioids come from the opiate, yeah. Plant, and there is a lot of different variations of that of intensity and and how long it binds, but but that is in that family like tab and uh, mm-hmm. Tylenol 3 and oxycodone, Oxycontin, uh, methadone is uh, one they used for to treat um, opiate addiction, and heroin is the, is the most common kind of street usage.
0: That's interesting. I, I would have actually guessed, you know, just having not used the street drugs, I didn't know. So I would have guessed that heroin would have been more of that kind of happy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever feeling. But yeah, no.
1: you kind of, I mean, you know, to look at the major drug categories, you've got the benzodiazepines, which are more sedatives, mm-hmm. you've got the pain medicines, which are opiate derivatives. Um, you've got stimulants uh, and cocaine mm-hmm. so cocaine and then the the stimulants like uh, dextroamphetamine and methamphetamine so and meth those kind of things be, yeah um, and then you've got um, hallucinogenics okay mm-hmm. LSD and PCP and those kind of things you've got marijuana it's kind of cannabinoid is the um, is the chemical uh, name of of what's uh, causing you to feel kind of high um, and you have cannabinoid receptors in your brain right. specific that it binds to they've call them that um so those are kind of the, the major categories and of, donuts and then you've got donuts yeah
0: <laughs> so, um all right this is all very interesting and of course we have a ton more to talk about let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll have a couple of guests join us awesome and learn so much more because there's so much more to talk about to listen to dr mark westfall live check out oh brother radio on birmingham mountain radio 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers.